Welcome to the Dome Dog Podcast. I'm your host, Matt DeBritz. And it's almost Christmas. Last minute gifts, Christmas cookies, eggnog. Not a lot of Syracuse basketball though. But I thought for today's episode, I would ask the team for a few things for Christmas. A little bit of a Christmas list for the Syracuse Orange. It's been a while since they played because of COVID. They postponed their games against Lehigh and Cornell. I don't think those games will be made up because there's not a lot of break in the schedule. Cornell maybe because they're an hour and a half away in Ithaca, New York. Shout out Ithaca. In the meantime, they did schedule Brown from the Ivy League. They'll play on Monday, December 27th, 6 o'clock, ACC Network Extra. You can find that on the ESPN app. Sometimes they're put on local channels or in your area. Check your local listings. Also, Cuse.com for that game. So, after you unwrap your presents, maybe had a few eggnogs, kind of a day to unwind after the whole crazy holiday season, you can watch from Cuse, which is what everyone has been missing, looking on the message boards and, and seeing it's been kind of quiet and nothing to talk about. So, I thought that the Christmas list was in order. And I was going to go one by one with each guy on the team that I thought could give a little bit more. Some people might say less is more. And I think in the case of Cole Swider, that's definitely true. I think he needs to shoot less, and that will give the team more. Swider came in as a person that everyone thought was a great shooter, and his percentage was good at Villanova last year, 40%. 25 games, he was 35 of 87. So in 25 games, he took 87 shots from three. This year, in 10 games, he's 18 of 62, which is 29%. So he's getting way more shots on Syracuse, but he's not making the same percentage. I just think that he plays a little bit over his head at times. He is a good rebounder. He hustles. He's definitely got intensity. Against Florida State, he was key. He hit a wide-open three, and then he hit some clutch foul shots at the end of the game, and that's just it. He's been great from the foul line. Last year at Villanova in 25 games, he only had 12 attempts. He made nine. This year at Syracuse, 24-27. So his presence should be that he shoots more twos and less threes or less contested threes because if you're only missing three foul shots out of 27, that means that you're a pretty good shooter, right? So instead of settling for those contested threes, take that one dribble Shoot that 15-footer. He's got a nice 15-footer. I've seen it. He's faked the guy. The guy flies by him. He shoots it. He scores it. Or drive a little bit more and get fouled and compose yourself on the line and make foul shots. The next guy I would like a present from is Joseph Gerard III. Now, some people talk about being naughty or nice. Joseph Gerard is definitely one of those guys. I'll start with nice. Shooting great from the outside. 50% from three. That's tied for fifth in the NCAA right now. That's great. And it's not just his percentage. It's picking his spots, I think, has made the difference where, yes, he's had some crazy long threes that he's made, but they're not as bad as they were last year, it seems. Either that or he just became better from that, that distance. Whatever the case may be, he's 50% from three, so that's good. Naughty is his assist-to-turnover ratio. After the first two games, he had 12 assists, only four turnovers, which is 3-to-1. 3-to-1, or a 3 assist to turnover ratio, 
would buy you top 20 in the NCAA right now. But since then, he had a couple good games. In between that, he's had some really bad ones. Against Colgate, 8 assists to 3 turnovers. Not too bad. VCU, 0 assists, 6 turnovers. Arizona State, 5-4. to four. Auburn, 3-2. to two. Indiana, 5-5. Five to five. Florida State, 2-2. Two to two. Villanova, 3-4. to four. Against Georgetown, 7-1. and one. And if you watch that game at all, in the first half, he was great. 13 points. He only scored 15 in the game. He scored that last bucket towards the end of the game. 7 assists, and most of his plays were under control. And great. They still lost, which is a bummer. But for Syracuse to succeed the rest of the season... My present from Gerard would be that his assist to turnover ratio is three to one. And as I said, that would buy you top 20. It doesn't have to average out to three to one as the season ends because I'm not going to count these first 10 games. I'm, I'm talking about from now on to the end of the season, three to one. If he can do that and also continue the other part of his game, shooting three very well and scoring, then it gives Syracuse a better chance. Teams know the book on him. They pressure the ball. VCU, pressuring team. Zero assists, six turnovers, right? Georgetown probably wasn't too worried about him in the game because he hadn't played that well up until that point. He played well at the beginning of the season. A lot of the games in the middle, assist to turnover was not great, not good at all. So, Gerard, assist to turnover ratio, better in the second half of the season, please. Thank you. Next guy on the list is Buddy Beheim, the number one. Earlier I talked about Cole Swider and he needs to shoot less and then shoot more from the final line and maybe more twos. And I think Buddy Beheim, while is a much better player than Cole Swider, is kind of in the same boat to an extent. So Buddy... This season is shooting 28% from three, 19 of 69. From two, he's shooting 41 of 89, which is 46%. And from the final line, he's 37 of 41, which is 90%, tied for 21st in the NCAA. So again, I'm no Einstein when it comes to math, but 46% is much better than 28%. 90% is better than that. So, looking inside the numbers, if I'm the coaching staff, or anybody, I'm telling Buddy, listen, the three is just not falling. I want you to keep shooting them. But let's try to go to the basket more. Let's try to get to the foul line more. The two will set up the three. Because if he's going by guys or he's backing guys down and scoring, kind of old man YMCA game that he has inside the three-point line, it's going to make them play off him so slightly. Is he going to shoot the three? No, he's going to go by me. That will set up the three. So what I want out of Buddy Beheim in the second part of the season is to shoot more twos, go more to the foul line. The next guy is Jesse Edwards, and I'd like three presents from him. I know that's asking a lot, but necessary. They all go together. One, get more rebounds. 6.4 rebounds per game, not enough for a 7-footer. Need at least 10 or more per game the rest of the season. Stay out of foul trouble. 
Edwards has fallen out of four games out of ten. Forty percent? Too much. He needs to be on the floor. He's a presence. He's averaging 2.6 blocks per game. He's averaging 12.1 points per game. Last year, he only averaged 1.9 points per game and only had eight total blocks. The last thing I'd like for Christmas from Edwards is a little bit better foul shooting. Just a little bit. This year, he's shooting 68%. 27 to 40. It's not horrible. But if he had made five of those, he'd be 80%. The three things I want from Edwards are kind of like a combo present, right? If you open up your presents and the first thing you see is a tie, you're wondering, well, where's the shirt? In Edwards' case, he needs to stay on the floor. And if he stays on the floor, that's his shirt. The tie is him getting more rebounds. It's an add-on, right? And then the sweater that goes with the shirt and tie, not always necessary, but would make you look really good, are his foul shots. Speaking of foul shots, that brings me to Jimmy Beheim. Now, Jimmy doesn't have as many foul shot attempts as Edwards does, but his percentage is the worst out of the starters, 18 to 28, which is 64%. And why I say it's more important for Jimmy to get better at foul shooting than Edwards, even though Edwards is still important, is because Jimmy at the end of the game will probably have the ball in his hand dribbling more than Edwards ever would. If you're another team and you're looking at the scouting report, they're saying these are the two guys I want to follow, Edwards and Jimmy Beheim, because combined they are 66% in the foul line. Other three starters, Buddy, Gerard, and Swatter are shooting 89% combined. The team overall is shooting 76%. The bench really not shooting that great in the foul line. Aslam, 10 of 14. The other two guys, eh. But really at the end of the game, Jimmy we touching the ball more. He needs to get better at foul shots. Just a little bit. His last season at Cornell, two seasons ago, he shot 72%. He needs to get there the last part of the season. Okay, I talked about all the starters, what I want out of them for Christmas. Now from the bench, more like stocking stuffers. One is, I want one of the three guys that are coming off the bench to emerge. Whether it's Aslan, whether it's Torrance, whether it's Benny Williams that they play 15-plus minutes per game the rest of the season and make an impact. doesn't have to score, just has to make an impact. So it could be Aslam coming in, spelling Edwards, doing his pick-and-roll type of thing, getting rebounds, whatever. Torrance comes in, has Gerard grow off the ball. Torrance makes a lot of assists and better decisions. Benny Williams, just want him to break out just once. That one block, that one dunk. Whatever it is to get the guy going, because I feel bad for him, because he just looks lost at times, and I think he's just one play away from breaking out. So those are the stocking stuffers I want from the bench. Now, last but not least, Jim Beheim, the coach. What do I want from you for Christmas? Well, same thing I want every year, win. <laughs> but more specifically, I want Jim Beheim to switch up the lineups a little bit more. And I'm hoping in this practice time they've had, with all this time off because of COVID, they've figured out some things a little differently. I want to see different lineups, meaning I'd like to see Aslam and I'd like to see Edwards in the lineup at the same time. Kind of a King Kong-type huge lineup. Uh, totally obscure reference, but way back when, when Durant was on OKC, they had Durant, they had Anis Kenner, Anis Kenner Freedom, whatever you want to call him now. They had 
Stephen Adams. They had Collison. Just big guys. And it, it, it caused a problem for whoever they were playing. Not for the whole game, but for a few minutes. So be interesting to see if they could play those two big guys together, Anselm and Edwards. I want to see Torrance and Gerard at the same time. I want to see Benny Williams maybe at the top of the zone one time. And the things I want to see from Jim Beheim, you got to pull guys that are not playing well. I don't care if it's Jimmy. I don't care if it's Buddy. I don't care if it's Swider. I don't care if it's any of the guys that are playing. They're just not hacking it. They're getting killed on defense, or they're just playing bad. Go to the bench because the bench could energize them or make the starters play better to think that this guy's coming in behind me if I don't play well. And I know that's not how Jim Payton plays or coaches in years back, past. He just sticks with the same guys. But this team this year, even though the guys off the bench maybe aren't as flashy as some of the guys he's had in the past, like Deion Waiters or Scoop Jardine or James Sutherland, you have to look at it and say, I need these guys to do something for me. And that's what I want on Jim Beheim. So a lot of presents from Syracuse basketball team I'd like for Christmas. You know, sometimes on your list you get one or two presents. Sometimes you get none. Uh, hey, if I can get 50% of those things that I asked for, I think Syracuse will be better in the second part of the season. It's tough to tell, as I mentioned a few times throughout the year on the podcast. This is a bubble team. Every game from now on is a battle. I don't care who they're playing. Syracuse has to win 12 games in the ACC, and it's going to be hard. And there's not a lot of great opportunities to beat quality teams because Duke is the only ranked team in the ACC in the top 25 poll right now. The win at Florida State was a step in the right direction, but Florida State's not what they've been in the last few years. So Syracuse has to win 11 more games, I think, in the regular season, potentially two or three games at the ACC tournament. Whatever the combo is of regular season wins and tournament wins, as long as the team gets in the NCAA tournament, we know they have a chance. Just look at the last few years. Hey, let me know if you think I left some stuff out, some things maybe I should have asked for from the Syracuse team for Christmas and what we'll actually get. You know one thing, there's going to be some markdowns on some candy canes and Hershey Kisses and Santa Clauses, so you can pick those up, if anything. But one thing for sure, after Christmas, there'll be more Dome Dog podcasts. Probably do one on Tuesday, sandwiched between the two games of Brown and Georgia Tech. Just got one sponsor today, and it's a good one for the holiday season. Check it out. The Dome Dog Podcast is brought to you by Matt's Magic Mix. Just one cup will give you the courage to tell that annoying relative to shut up. Thanks for listening to the Dome Dog Podcast. Now available on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. Please join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Dome Dog Pod. That's D-O-M-E-D-A-W-G-P-O-D.